Just because your parents did it that way doesn't mean you had to do it that way. My whole face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the breakfast and 12 year old and there's no But sometimes I put like an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh my god. You're... <laughs> okay, but seriously? <laughs> fucking weird. Honestly, the number one thing with this damn podcast is we need to figure out how to start them and not sound like assholes. Well, all I'm saying is when we used to start them properly and we sounded like more of an asshole than how we start them now. Where we're just like, I guess you hit record, so I guess we're recording. It, yeah. Voila. Weird that. Isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah. It's working. It's working. And we're together this week. We are. We are back um, mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, the whole Zoom thing was strange. I have no idea what happened with that episode. I was not a fan. Like, I don't know if anyone or whoever did listen to last week's um, noticed the lack of intro, the lack of editing, the lack of snippets. So I edited last week's audio on iMovie. um, Because your computer shit the bed, though. Because my computer shit the bed. So I had issues. So I basically had to copy and paste the song intro copy and paste the sound and then copy and paste the sound intro to the end. No blurring, no mixing, no nothing. No editing. Well, I have actually listened to um, to it. The start, at least, didn't sound too bad. Mm. Um, too bad being the key word. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also a wanky audio person, so, like, it might not have been too bad at all. Yeah. Um, what really bothered me was the lag. <laughs> between me and you talking yeah yeah not none of that um however we probably will have to zoom again in the future because the world is broken yeah so i mean the world's broken we're broken things things are unpredictable um fuck knows what's going on with the world or life in general um but yeah we're here together this week so i guess that's a bonus Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens um how was lockdown um lockdown was all right it was actually really funny um I actually think I might have said this last week with the masks and men approaching you. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously in Brisbane at the moment, everyone's wearing a mask. Yeah. And it's really interesting because we haven't really done that yet. We haven't done that phase. In Brisbane right now, you are always wearing a mask. You cannot enter stores without wearing a mask. You cannot, even on the street, you don't have to, but 90% of people are wearing masks. But yet, this this is the kicker, right? So every single shop, store, supermarket, anything has security guards right now and you have to wear a mask yeah hospitality no fuck it the staff have to wear masks though don't they staff have to wear masks but anyone can just wander in breathe over anyone cough over anyone take their mask off they don't even need to have a mask on them to enter the venue and you're like if that doesn't shit on hospitality workers i don't know what does fuck working all day with a mask on i had to wear it yesterday because I, I went to the cricket yesterday at the Gabba, yep. morbidly sunburnt, but that's another issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have any because Gold Coast, nothing happened to us, so yep. I don't have, I don't even know where to buy one. Yeah. Um. So my dad had to leave because my mum's works in hospitals, so mm-hmm. she's gotten some through work. So my dad had to leave a Ziploc bag with masks in it <laughs> on the back of his like or the tire of his car, so yep. I could pick it up off his car at the bus station to like go into the Gabba. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was wearing it for like, what, a grand total of two hours yeah. over the course of the day because we didn't have to wear it when we we're actually sitting in our seats. 
Um, and fuck that noise. Yeah. People can wash their fucking hands. So, or, or just shoot all the people with the germs. Do you think so? I don't I, care. I bought one of those fabric ones. So it's like a black mask. Yeah. And one, I look like an assassin. It's great. You would with your like winged eyeliner uh-huh. and everything as well. My eyes are my biggest asset. So imagine me last weekend um, in my leather pants, leather boots, a button down black t-shirt rolled up to the sleeves, hair in a ponytail and a black mask on. I look great. And multiple people be like, you look like you're about to stick a heel in my back. And we know how that makes me feel. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you auditioning for like the Ocean's Eleven remake with all the chicks and stuff? Or like, what I are you would. doing? Robbing a bank or killing would. a man? It looked great. Anyway, um, but no, obviously my, my job is to go upstairs a lot. So I'm walking up these stairs with a mask on. I get to the top, whip it off my face and just take a second. Why don't you just take it off in the stairwell? There's no one else in there. Well, because we're supposed to have it on the whole time. So who's going to know? I don't know. But that's just the thing. I spend a lot of time in the office these days so I can take my mask off. Right. So you can take it off when you're in the office, yeah. breathing all over the other people in the office sitting really close together. Yes. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Logic, right? Logic. Oh, yeah, and we're back to everyone sitting down again. So no one can be standing. Everyone has to be sitting. And we're back to one for every four square metres. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stay here mm-hmm. on the coast where yep. nothing changed. Um, yep. and life's still pretty good. And all you Brisbane fuckers can stay with the fuck where you are. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Sounds Don't good. come here. Um, um, stay away. I mean, I'm here right now. Good luck kicking me out. Uh, stay away. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that was, um, that was a bit of a, an issue. I don't know. Like it seems super dramatic, but I also like don't want to have to go into a full lockdown again. Exactly. My reasoning, I've had a lot of people complain this week about it. Like um, not only – we had a few staff, but customers mainly. And I'm like, Susan, I would rather go into lockdown for three days and wear a face mask for a week or two weeks than go into another four-month lockdown. Yeah, and Susie I think battles. people from Melbourne would agree with us. <laughs> yeah. On not that to front. mention, the reason we jumped on it so quickly was because of the strain it was. Yeah. It's that UK 70% more contagious, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm no doctor. I don't know about anything like that, so I don't understand how that works. Um, yeah, I went to dinner last night with two people who are from Melbourne and both lived through the six-month lockdown down there, and they were like, yeah, yeah, live with your couple of hours in your face mask because it's it gets a lot worse. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. I just didn't like it. So, like, people can <laughs> wash their fucking hands, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I have an okay but seriously moment for you. Okay. Do you have one for me? Actually, you can go first. I don't know if I have one. You go first because I, I don't know if I've got you one. You think about it. Okay. So I was at the cricket yesterday, right? Uh-huh. I went to the cricket starts at – gates opened at like 8.30 or something stupid um, and the game ended at 5. Mm-hmm. So – well, the day ended at 5. So I'm supposed to be – back on the coast for a dinner at seven. I knew I was going to need a shower and stuff. I also popped to the markets before the game in the morning. It's a, it's a test match. Like you've got the whole fucking day. So I was like, I'll just pop up for a couple of hours in the middle of the day. I got there at 11. I'll leave at four, five hours at the cricket with my dad and my brother. Still plenty of time. Yeah. So I went, did that, whatever, left at four, got back to Woolongabba bus station I've figured out in my phone on the journey planner that you're supposed to use um, which buses I need to take to get back to where my car was yep. because the um, the shuttle buses didn't start until later in the day because they like the match wasn't finished, so yep. therefore the shuttle buses weren't on, which is f- totally fair. However, 
Thank you, TransLink and fucking Brisbane City Council and QPS and whoever else decides these fucking things. You know what they did? They cancelled all regular services through Woolloongabba between like 3.30 and 4.30. So no buses went through there oh, to yeah. make sure they had room for the shuttle buses at the end. So I'm standing there. My bus is supposed to come at 4.19. I'm standing there. It's now 4.30 and I'm like, I have places to be. Yep. And then old mate's like, yeah, that bus isn't coming. And I was like, sorry? What do you mean that bus isn't coming? What do you mean you didn't tell anyone that that bus isn't fucking coming? So there's a platform full of regular people as well as people leaving the cricket early who have done their due diligence and used the journey planner like they were supposed to for this public transport that was never fucking coming. So my phone's on 5%. Yep. I've got to figure out how to get myself back to eight mile planes, which is where my car was because the shuttle buses don't start for another like half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever it was. Um, so I've got to figure out how to get myself back there with my phone on 5%. So I ended up taking the scenic trip through fucking Mount Gravatt. Should have just taken the shuttle bus 40 minutes later because yep. it took me two hours to get home. Holy shit. We had to push dinner back. It was supposed to be a seven o'clock dinner. We had to push it back to 7.30 because I didn't make it back here until like fucking six o'clock. Yeah. And I had to get ready and have a shower and everything. And I was just like... I can see like... This is ridiculous. I literally, and I don't... Because you're beautiful, but I saw a vein. Yeah. Like you just had a moment where a vein came out of your forehead. I was so mad. And then you throw the mask into it as well. And like... I'm not one to throw away like mental health things flippantly, but like the the easiest way to get me to have a panic attack is like give me a limited amount of time to do something and somewhere awesome. I need to be yeah. and make me hot. Yeah. So I was super fucking hot. Mm-hmm. The mask couldn't breathe yeah. properly. And then I had no idea what was going on, was under a time constraint. My phone was dying. Mad panic attacks on fucking platforms in Marty Hill. But anyway, moving on. Um, and then, yeah, I was not in a good way. But we made it home eventually. Oh, yeah. Yep. And fuck the whoever made that decision. Yeah. I just don't understand why we can't communicate. Or put it on the app. Or put yeah. It on any of the just platforms. all it needed to be was a little note on the top of the thing that came up that's like this. Or, or it even not let you schedule that at all. Yeah. It's like, it's the 21st century. Surely we can figure out how technology does that. Yeah. Or do you need better people writing your websites? Yeah. Like, that's what's going on here. So, yeah, I was pissed. But oh, now yeah. I feel better now that I've yelled about it. Yeah, that's good. Now yeah. that you've veined about it. Veined? Forehead. Oh. Veined. <laughs> I thought you meant, I thought you were, like, getting the word ranted wrong or vented <laughs> wrong. And I was like... What? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Well, um, the only okay but seriously moment I can think of is we had a customer on, I reckon, I think it was either Friday or Saturday night. And obviously, capacity has been cut in half. Our entire venue that can fit up to 1,000, if you include, include the street, is at 275. Yeah. Shit's fucked. Um, so I've had this dude call Friday mm-hmm. and be like, hey, do you have a table for 20? No. Made it happen. Steph is awesome, made it happen. Booking and functions manager over here, made it happen. Hi Theo, how you doing? <laughs> so Steph's made it happen and it's this group that's come in and they're absolutely awesome. Um, now I've left at eight o'clock and this, these bookings were done over email. So I've left at eight o'clock and I come back to my desk the next morning to an email from the dude who was like, thanks for your help last night, blah, 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 blah. Can I get a receipt for this, this and this? I just wish it had ended on better terms. All right. And I was like, okay, 
interesting. So I replied and I'm like, hi, um, no one's spoken to me yet about what happened last night. Would you be able to elaborate, please? Yep. Still hasn't replied to my email. Now I know it's probably because he's cowering in a fucking corner somewhere. So this email was sent to me at 12.40 a.m. Right. So something's happened. Something's um, happened. He's, he's drunk. He's got also, his knickers in a tiss. He's also written a review on the Charming Sky website and given us one star. Gone, Steph, who helped us book our table, was great, blah, blah, blah. But the other duty and just fucking slammed the duty manager. Again, at one o'clock in the morning, off his face. So what had happened, right, is he'd come up to the bar. They're all pretty wasted at this point, And he's gone, can I have seven Jaeger bombs? The bartender's no. gone. We, yeah, of course, you can have them if everyone comes up to the bar. So we yeah. can assess their intox levels. He took that as a, no, you can't have them. When the, exactly what was said was if you bring her up. No, no, you can still have them if you bring people up to the bar. Well, just whatever. Well, can I just get Jaeger and Red Bull with ice and take it back to the table? No, because you're going to take the ice out and shot like, this isn't my first rodeo, bro. Yeah. Um, so they've eventually, after bickering back and forth for way too long, he's lucky he's not cut off at this point. He's eventually gotten seven scotch and sodas or whatever to take it back to his friend's. Obviously, it's not as shot-worthy, right? Yeah. So Sally, <laughs> Sally, <laughs> I'm now deciding to name drop, um, has decided to go over there and not necessarily apologise but explain the situation. Like, hey, we weren't saying no. Like, you can still have shots. You just need to bring everyone up to the bar. And she sat there super diplomatically and was sitting on her chair and straight off the bat he just attacked her with – you are never getting another job in Brisbane City again. I'm going to blacklist you everywhere. You're dumb. You're stupid. Who do you think you are? Do you not know who I am? And just blasted, blasted, blasted. And she's like, no, sir, we're not cutting you off. At this point, Yet. <laughs> at this point you're pretty much fucking yeah. cut off. He's like, no, we're not cutting off. Like, you can have what you want. You just need to go up to the bar. Was not computing. To the point where this dude... Clicked in her face. Oh, one of those ones. Clicked in her face. My favourite. And when this conversation is done. Yeah, well, so are you. Off you go to bed. And she's like, all right. And at that point, she's like, all right, you can have your drinks and get the fuck out of my venue. Yeah. I I mean, this this is why I'm not a manager because I would have told him to fuck off the minute he started talking. Yeah. This man had the audacity to then write a review and send me an email off his face at one o'clock in the morning after it was... Yeah, you can have them if you get everyone to come up to the bar. All of I that. I love people All so of that. Much. Probably coked out of his head and ego through the roof. Is yeah, my... like realistically probably. Yeah, that was my okay but seriously moment. Welcome to hospitality. Every week gets a welcome to hospitality from you though. It's, it's just I'm in it right now, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to avoid it. I think I'm mentally checked out from work and hospitality in general. That's why I'm just like, yeah, it's a non-issue. I think or on the same note people telling communicating things about people about things if we want a work moment I found out at 10 a.m that my shift had been changed to 9 a.m last week oh yeah yeah no one thought to tell me yeah I was like okay cool so like a published roster is not a published roster it can get changed on a Tuesday night for a Wednesday morning and you just don't think to tell the person we had that happen at our old venue didn't we one time you and I were working and they changed it on us after you went to take my shift yeah, no, but, like, that happened once and it was just a fuck-up and the guy owned it. This happens at my new job, like, like every day. <laughs> new job, get an old job. 
you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, okay, shall we talk about stuff that's actually relevant Welcome now? to episode uh, 27, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we haven't even said that yet. No. Holy fuck. Yeah, 27. Um, yeah, I got nothing to say about that. Do you got anything to say about 27? Not nah, welcome to episode 27, motherfuckers. 25 is a more important number in this one, though. Where was this two episodes ago? It was a Christmas episode or the whatever. Anyway. Whatever episode it was. Do you think my brain has enough whatever enough forethought, forethought <laughs> to plan this shit? I do enough as it is. Like, fucking hell, relax. Give me a minute. Well, episode 27, and today we are talking all about... Not being 25. Not being nah. 25, yeah. No, there you go. Um, yeah, so the topic for today is that 25 is not the end of your life, believe it or not. Which is, I feel like that's a big step for you to finally come to that little bit of a conclusion. Oh, it's a do as I say, not as I do, for sure. Yeah. I, I still think my life is ending next year. Don't worry. <laughs> it's fine. I have so much to achieve in the next 18 months, it's not even fucking funny. Well, but, I really appreciate that you brought this up because I was talking to a work colleague the other day who is, I think he just turned like 43. Oh. I didn't know this because he, he looks like 30. He just looks like a hospo 30. Yeah. You know? Like worn. Like a hard life 30. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but I said to him, I'm like, I feel like 30 is the next 20. And I feel like that because like I still get my mum to make my doctor's appointments sometimes. I'm glad you threw the sometimes in. Some, sometimes. Like for certain scenarios where I'm like, I just don't want to deal with this right now. Mum, can you please handle this situation for me? As a 24-year-old. Like, I'm nearing mid-20s. You're almost 25. Your life's almost over. And I have nothing to show for it except tattoos and travel photos. Yeah, see, I barely even have those. I have a few degrees. Oh, yeah, I've got one. Oh, yep, I've got a couple of those too. Yeah, not really much else. Still a bartender. It comes down to that thing that I was telling you. I don't know if I said it on the podcast yet, how I am the most qualified person in my family, like, tenfold. You've um, said it a lot on like, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The only person with a high school certificate, not even a university degree. My mom has a university degree, but, like, she didn't get a high school certificate. The only person with a high school certificate. I am earning the least amount of money, and I'm yeah. still a fucking bartender. Yeah. So back to uh, 25 is not the end of the world. I yeah, but I'd still like it to happen. No, I'm joking. But I really, <laughs> think, I really think 30 is the new 20. And I say this because we have been pushed back so much with our growing up. Yeah. And I think it's purely because, one, we've realised that we don't need to. No, this is true. If everyone my age and around my age would rather travel, would rather, not even, would rather spend their money and make memories than settle down and have kids and have a family and buy a house, which is what... One, the capitalist society tells us we have to do to be successful. Yeah. And two, we have completely been... The council's decided to mow the nature strip while we're recording a podcast. But, um, but we've completely been, one, like thrown out of the house market. It's not yeah. a thing anymore. No. You know, you, 30 years ago, 50, 40 years ago, my grandpa could buy a house as like a shoe salesman with a family... On the one income. At 20. At 20. <laughs> you know, it's not a thing anymore. No. And that's like, that's it. And it's another thing of like, you know, my mum, by my age, so how am I? 23. My mum had two children by my age. Um, she had a, a third by 25 and a fourth yeah. by 26. Yeah. 
I was actually talking to my mum about this the other day as well. So my mum had me when she was 17. Yeah, same. And she was comparing her life at 24 to my life at 24. She had a seven-year-old or whatever. Yeah, seven-year-old. She's like, I bought my first house at 24. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's nice. I'm like, that's nice. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's like almost as if it was easy. And I'm like, yeah, No pressure, cool. mum. So yeah. how much money did you earn? She's like, I only earned 40 grand a year. I'm like, cool. Who's going to give me a loan to buy a house earning 40 grand a year, Amy? Absolutely fucking nobody. How times have changed. Do you want to know what else has happened? House prices doubled. Yeah. If not more. If not more. It's just like, yeah, I, um, my parents were 19 and, no, yeah. Yeah, 19 and 23 when they bought their first house. Yep. Um, that was with me as it like they had one child um they then went on to have three more children it wasn't until my sister the youngest one who is nine years younger than me yep was like old enough to go to daycare that my mom got a job yep so this was all of my dad's income fair enough my dad's in an industry where they earn a decent amount of money like he's not on a forty thousand dollar salary as a shoe salesman or anything he's yep. like, he was on a decent amount of money comparatively but i'm 23 I can't even cut back from full-time hours as a bartender because I can't afford my life otherwise. Yep. I don't live a lavish life. Yep. I pay for the gym. Mm -hmm. I've got a loan on my car and my rent is probably half of what anyone else's is. Can I just add as well, um, you couldn't even rent a place on your own. No. On your income. No. Which is... Yeah. I can't even rent a place with two people on my income. Yeah. You need at least three. Mm-hmm. I also have the dog, which makes that an issue. Like you could rent – I could rent a like two-bedroom apartment with two people, but with the dog I need more space and yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's like I can't even – yeah, I can't do any of that stuff now. But it's also the side – that like that side of it is – there's so much pressure on 25 and like being successful and it's your quarter of your life and blah, blah, blah. There's so much pressure on that to, to be there. But like the whole world is catered to us not making it by 25. Yeah. Because me, I want to be in an industry where my appearance is a lot of that. I still have a baby face. It's going to be great for me when I'm 40. Yeah. But right now, I look like a fucking 10-year-old on camera, so no one will give me a job. Well, that's I, – I freak out about that as well, purely because obviously I wanted to get into acting later. I think I was like 22 or 23 before I went, hey, I really want to give this a crack. Yeah. By 22 or 23, people have been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. So you've got the opposite end of the scale. Yeah. Whereas you – yeah, you're a bit late to the party, whereas mm-hmm. I'm early to the party. Yeah. I'm like, come on, guys, let's give me, let's give me a job. Like, let's me do some <laughs> stuff, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just frustrating because it's like, and that's, I guess, the talking point I wanted to get around is like, what were your expectations as a child for 25? Because when I was in my early years of high school, I was going to go study at Oxford. I was going to be a Rhodes Scholar. I mm-hmm. was going to be on well more money than I'm on now by 23 I'm go I was going to be all of these crazy things I was thinking about children at 25 yeah when I was in early my early years of high school like that was just what I thought was going to happen yeah and now I'm like I need at least 10 more years before I'm having kids Mm -hmm. my insides don't want to play with that one but all I can say is do you think it's because 
not that we're wasting time, but we have lack of priorities. Like we've got so many distractions now that things are getting done later because we're too busy distracting ourselves with socialising and social media and internet and... Yes and no. I think I have been working pretty hard these last couple of weeks um, in terms of like personal development and stuff and, and getting a handle on that, but I'm still not finding it to be that I have a massive amount of time. Mm. Um, I think, I mean, I, I, like I can't talk for a previous generation because I wasn't there. I don't know what they were doing with their time and whatever, but I think like we're probably a little bit more selfish mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, my mum had a kid at 17, therefore she didn't go to the gym four days a week. She didn't go and do you know, take a personal, like a self-care day kind of thing, which, I mean, I don't really get those these days anymore either. Um, But, you know, she didn't do those things and she wasn't going out for nice dinners and Mm -hmm. and socialising and stuff like that. And maybe it's just a generational thing where we're more self-entitled and selfish and we've built lives for ourselves that aren't necessarily built around hard work and sacrifice and... Um, you know, having families young like and stuff like that. Are built around compromise. You're like, yeah, a job sounds good, but like me, for instance, I'm like, yeah, I've, all I wanted was a full-time job with a contract so that I could start doing more adult things. And then I'm like, cool, I want that, but can I fit all of those hours into four days a week because I still want three days off? Yeah, I think, but I think that's an element of like where self-entitlement comes in and I'm not saying you're self-entitled but like sort of a little bit in that scenario where it's like you're not we're not just as willing to be like yes boss like and bow down and um yes or no sir kind of thing we're like no no but this is what I want and I'm having the same issue at work now is I don't want to work nights Mm -hmm. I want a bedtime I would really like a set roster yeah I'd also like to have three days off it's not realistic in the hours that I work in terms of like the opening hours of the venue. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I'd really like to have three days off that, that I'm not going to do. I'd like to have a set roster so I can plan my life. Like, yep. I – obviously, I think hospitality is an outlier. Like, working in hospitality is an outlier for those sorts of things. I'd be interested to see what a person our age with a regular nine-to-five job thinks. Yeah. Because I know for a fact, like, speaking to – my other half, who is on a nine-to-five, like, it's quite easy for him to plan his life and get a routine with and consistency, with consistency. Yeah. So I think there's an element of us both being in hospitality that we can't speak to that side of things necessarily too well. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just a self-entitlement thing. And, again, it probably is a hospo thing where we're like, but I want this. So, yeah, so it all boils down to like we just need to get out of hospitality real quick. Um, yeah, there's nice. that, but also we need to pull our heads out of our asses a little bit too. I think. Yeah. Um, but also, I think it's I, maybe it's an element of like the whole influencer culture and like startups being a thing and entrepreneurship kind of taking off and all that kind of stuff. Like it's so much easier now than it was back then to yeah. build your own lifestyle yeah. and to build your schedule. I was literally having this conversation this morning with again, like I'm just gonna go say his name every time. Mr. Big. Mr. I can't do it. It doesn't happen naturally. Um 
I was having the conversation this morning with him about how we both really want a schedule that we design for ourselves. He works quite early in the morning, but he wants, like, he starts work at seven, but he wants to train in the morning instead of the afternoon, but his body doesn't want to train until, like, ten. Yeah. Whereas he starts at seven, so that doesn't work. And the same for me, like, my body wants to be asleep by 10.30 now, and I get put on a close at work, and I'm not out until midnight, and my brain's like, no! (laughs) Make it stop. And then I'm fucked for the next three days. Like, I think because we've seen so many people around us and because we can see the people who are doing it as well with social media, because we've seen so much of that, we're a little bit more frustrated that we aren't doing that. Yeah, but we have to remember as well, a lot of what we see, it's not fake what we see on social media, but a lot of what we see is just the surface of all the hard work that goes into it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like, yeah, I went to dinner again last night when I went to dinner with um, him and one of his closest friends. She's a quite a big, quite big in the fitness um, influencing industry in Melbourne. Yeah. And just even having the conversation with her at dinner and like talking to her about it and her like, her phone buzzed and she had to check it. She's like she's at work 12 hours a day every day because you don't see all the shit that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. But that's something that, like, I think is weirdly enough something that I'd prefer because mm. you can still stipulate certain things into your schedule. For example, if you're if you're a person whose um, melatonin hits at a different time, you can yep. work your 12 hours from midday to midnight if you want yep. rather than having to be – to be set to someone else's guidelines. And then, but then again, I've come full circle because now I'm like, before I was like, let's suck it up and do the things that we need to do to get shit done. And now I'm like, no, let's do everything we want. Yeah, no, I'm not a, let's <laughs> do the things we need to do to get shit done. I'm a, I know what I want and I kind of have the tools to get there. And I can't, like, I have the tools to get there. We all have the tools to get there, but yeah. I don't have the knowledge to get there. So I'm like, in the process of figuring out what I need to be doing to get what I want whilst also fucking the system. Yeah, but I think, like, to come back to, the, I guess, the overriding topic of 25 not being the end of your life, I think the fact that you're 24 and figuring that shit out is kind of relieving to a lot – it should be relieving to a lot of younger yeah. people. Um, same as, you know, well, my mum did a career change at – how old was she? Like probably 36 when yeah. she finished and properly career changed. Yeah. Um, Mr. Big is 20, almost 27. Oh, if I got that wrong, he's going to kill me. Almost 27. I'm pretty sure. Fairly certain. Yeah. Um, yes, math. I just did math in my head because I know what year he's born. So I was like, yeah. just quick math in my head. Um, yeah, so he's almost 27 and he's changing his career from a career who's that's quite respectable mm-hmm. to another one that's also quite respectable sometimes um but he's doing that now at 27 he's like no I don't want to do this anymore and I think gone are the days of people being stuck in a job they don't want to do anymore or people making a decision at 17 and sticking to it yeah because fuck that at 17 I thought I wanted to be a lawyer yep so did you (laughs) what the fuck suit that bitch for a hot minute as well like yeah I didn't I figured Um, it out pretty quickly no, well, like, and this is, I was having this conversation with my mum the other day. It was actually really interesting. 
So as of recently, and I mean like the last three weeks of my life, when I've taken a step back to really look at my entire life, mm. finally, after 24 years, I finally figured out what I want to be doing with my life. Oh, weird. Which is really nice. We'll have to talk about that on another episode. But like... I was going to say, because you haven't even shared this with me. No, for the first time, like I've always kind of wanted to go down this path, but I never have because I'm like, should go the secure, stable job. And I'm like, yeah, don't, nah, have enough, that. don't have enough to like launch this right now because it's all in the past. But now that I'm slightly more marketable for certain reasons... Oh, I'm, I've clued on. Yep. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. That's a clickbait for all hell. You'll find out in the near future, maybe. Yeah. But no, now that I'm slightly more marketable for certain things, I really just want to hit the ground running and be like, I finally know what I'm meant to be doing with my life. Yeah. Which is really good. And it took me 24 years to get there. And well, it's so really very, like they're much the same. I had a, a couple of weeks ago before we recorded, I spent like a good six hours in the morning um, kind of going through a audio what was it? It was like an ebook. I don't know if anyone on the Gold Coast or even actually through Australia would probably be familiar with Georgie Stevenson. Mm. She's a um, influencer, quite big on um, fitness and self development, and she runs. She's got a podcast. She runs like a um, programy seminary thing as well, um, and she re- released this free audio uh, audio book ebook um, that was kind of like a journal. Like she asked questions and. I think I sent it to you in the end, yep, didn't I? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, she asked questions and I kind of worked my way through this. One morning I just felt in, like inspired to do it. I've never really connected with stuff like that before, but yep. this morning I just felt inspired to do it. Um, and this is like three weeks ago, so like solidly into my 23rd year of life. Yep. Um, or 24th year of life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this thing works. Anyway, moving on. Um, so solidly into however old I am. I decided to do this and it wasn't until I sat down and started answering these questions that I realised the motivations behind – I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. It wasn't until I sat down and I figured out the motivations why that I realised the way to go about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm still working on, I guess, not building the courage to do it but like – arming myself with the right tools and the right additional knowledge to what I have to start doing it. Yeah. Um, and mainly the money in my bank account to quit my job to mm-hmm. have time to do it, um, which is, there you go. Again, the world's fucked us. Yes. <laughs> I need to keep my job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't until then that I sat down and, like, really figured it out. So if you're, if you're not figuring shit out until 23 and 24 mm-hmm. and you and I are probably quite – proactive in Mm -hmm. this realm in comparison to a lot of other people our age like we've got friends who are still just blowing shit up their nose every weekend rather than working on themselves and that's perfectly fine too I think that lays down into the point entirely of like if we're only figuring it out 23 24 how the fuck are you supposed to have it done by 25 yeah particularly if no one else is even at the figuring it out part yet well when you I mean I've studied a lot of stuff that I no longer use yeah. You're, you've studied some of the stuff you've studied. You still kind of want to go down that career path. I have degrees in fields that I'm never going to touch again. And I, and it's I sit still there and I'm like, there were building blocks and I wouldn't yeah. go back and change it because had I not done them, I wouldn't be where I am now. But it's just nice after so many trials to finally be like, this fits. This fits. Yeah, I think don't discredit your degrees either though because I think you've done quite hard degrees in terms of like um, they would have built habits um, like study habits mm-hmm. and 
perseverance and um, kind of like you would have had to learn learn how to learn. Yeah. And that's but like learn how to learn in an efficient and proactive way because there's a lot of reading that goes into mm-hmm. a law degree. Mm-hmm. Um and that sort of stuff. So I think yeah, definitely don't discredit them. And in the same way I don't discredit mine. Like I was saying the other day that I dedicated 7 years of my life to film and television. Yeah. And I barely even have time to watch reruns of the OC. Yeah. At the moment. Um and that that's kind of it's not heartbreaking, but it's disappointing. That I don't get to do those things anymore, but and it's something that I would like to work back into my life a little bit more, um, and into like the forefront. But I still get to use like the skills that I learned pr- for the producing sides of things, and like for this podcast, skills I learned in my degree are still benefiting me. Yeah. Um, there's definitely certain elements I wish I paid more attention to, but um, yeah. yeah, right. Um, and you know, I'm halfway through another degree, and yeah. again, like I. Even little things like, you know, I mean, I'm in a sports management degree. I've done subjects on venues um, and stuff like that. And I've gone to the, you know, I've gone to the cricket two Sundays in a row. And my knowledge of those venues from my educational, like my academic knowledge of those venues has actually helped us in those scenarios. I think I mentioned on on the podcast last week when the guys got into a fight Mm -hmm. and Mr. Big went and saved the day my knowledge of the amount of police presence through my studies meant I knew where to find them, first of all. Second of all, it frustrated me because I couldn't find them. And I was like, but there's so many of you. We waste so much money on you. Um, But like little things like that, like helps you in your day-to-day as well. It doesn't necessarily have to help you in your career as a whole. Yeah, it just helps you in your day to day. And another side note, I want to touch on while you're there, while we're there, I'm listening to an audiobook. I've been reading, by the way, audiobooks. Same, same, yeah. same. But yep. like for me, props to you. Yep. This is big. Yep. I've managed to get through a book and a half. Can I just say in that like we a week. are? We have done a full 180 on who we were at the start of the podcast. Dude, this podcast isn't even the same podcast anymore. Right. Saws about it, fam. It's an absolute clickbait. However, next week's episode is going to be salacious and saucy as fuck. But yeah. like excited. We'll stay with the, the wholesome self helpy shit for a minute. But yep. I've been the one I'm listening to at the moment is called so I listened to a book called Not a Life Coach by James Smith. Mm-hmm. Um He's a PT, so it was very PT-focused. Obviously, I've got a PT in my life, so I kind of could relate to that side of things. Um, But it's very much about, like, building habits and that kind of stuff like that. So now I'm listening to one called Atomic Habits. Yeah. It's very, very popular in the personal development sphere. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically the crux of this book book is that it's not about your goals. It's not about what you want to achieve it's about your day-to-day systems and your incremental change so if you change a process in your day or a habit by one percent eventually over the course of time it's going to achieve your goal yeah if you kind of thing if you like say right now i want to start a business kind of thing Mm -hmm. me starting a business right now dumb idea yeah. I don't have the capital to do it. I don't have the time to do it. Blah, yep. blah, blah. Me acting every day like a person who is a business owner. So yep. waking up, checking emails, um, you know, working on the idea of the business, doing the research, putting extra effort in, that kind of stuff, trying to keep a schedule, trying to go to bed at a reasonable hour. Me acting like that person is going to end up 
me becoming that person. So yep. it's an incremental, it's systems I'm putting in place yep. for an incremental change. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I'm a business owner right now, but let's do the dumb thing that I don't know how to do. Would be stupid. Yes. So I think that's a good point to make as well in terms of like, it can be, be applied to anything. Yeah. Like, just because you're not using your degrees, knowledge, just because you're not in the career that you want to be in, you're still every day that you're wanting to be there and trying to be there is still getting you there a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in your, like, in your headspace and in your, like, your day-to-day actions. And that was, like, one thing, let's just go wanky for a second, is be the person who is, like... Be, be the type, yeah. Be the type of person who does that thing. Yeah. So wake up, even if we are in hospitality, wake up as the type of person who dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Yeah, but yeah. not that that sentiment, but on an even more basic level. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to be a homeowner, be the type of person who is a homeowner. Yeah. Be the type of person who puts money away weekly for their mortgage rent kind of thing be the type of person who um prioritizes the place they live over going out prioritizes the cleanliness over their of their house over the extra time they could spend on instagram that sort of stuff like treat the house you live in like you own it yeah and eventually these little things will go in place like finance you have to take financial steps obviously but eventually you'll just become the person that owns a house right well, I started doing this thing and it was something I was doing before COVID locked everyone down. I was a completely different person. Mm. Um, but I'm back into it now. So I'll get up in the morning and I'll go to the gym, do my 6am gym shit, come back and I'll go sit on the roof yeah. of the building. And I stick my headphones in and I'm overlooking Brisbane City and I listen to like a it's a Tony Robbins thing. It's called priming. Yeah. You're supposed to do it every morning and it's kind of like a guided meditation. Yeah. And he'll sit there and the whole thing is over 15 minutes. It goes through stages of first you kind of – you start with gratitude and you go yep. through stages of thinking three things that you're grateful for. Yeah. And then you um, put yourself like in those memories. Yeah. You put yourself there and the feelings you felt. And then you go from that to three things you want to happen in the future. Yeah. So, again, it's like you put yourself in every single one of those moments – like it's happening around you, like you can hear the people around you, like you can see it, you can feel it, you can touch it. And you do that every single day. And once I've done that, because I'm so constant, like because I've looked back at what I've achieved and known what I'm capable of and then I've spent 10 minutes looking and really focusing on what I want and envisioning what I want, I go downstairs to the apartment, a completely different person. I'll go down, I'll go to my laptop. Yeah. And I'm motivated to do all these things to get me to where I need to be. Yeah, and it's different. Like, that works for you and it may – like, that wouldn't work for me. Yeah. But that's, I guess, an important thing to note is – It's kind of like your ebook thing where you're writing this stuff as you in the future. Yeah, no, but it's different. My point that I was going to make there is don't think you have to push something – because it seems like a good idea and is working for some someone else. Mm. It would be stupid for me to do that. Like, in terms of it's too far of a step away from what my normal life is. Yeah. It's too hard for – like, don't try and create a habit that is hard. Yeah. Don't – like, if it's hard for you to do it in terms of, like, 
that I would have to consciously do every day yeah. in and change dramatically. Whereas if I just – which it works for you because you're used to doing stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's more beneficial for me to make my coffee, sit down on my laptop with my coffee and just see what the fuck I open up. Yeah. Because my brain just goes straight to there. So it's like building habits and getting to that point yeah. that way. But I guess that's like it's a, it's a full circle kind of idea of like just because something works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's the same as seeing people online who have everything they want by 24 yeah. Just because they did it yeah. doesn't mean you're going to do it. It doesn't mean you have to do it now. And just because, yeah. yeah, just because your parents had seven children by 24 and a <laughs> half and were married and had seven houses or whatever. No, they, they didn't have seven houses, but you know what I mean? Like, just because your parents did it that way doesn't mean you had to do it that way. My goal at 16 was to have three houses by 25. How's that working out for you? I got nine months, man. Yeah, you were super unrealistic at 16. Yep. Three houses by 25. But that being said, had I focused on that, probably could have made it happen. The amount of money I've spent traveling, at least two Yeah, but that's what I mean. You don't... No, it's... It's not the... It's not the I'm forcing myself into these boxes. It's the concept of not distractions, but like diversity. Mm. If you really wanted something, you could probably make it happen. But to do that, you have to sacrifice everything else. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's it's a matter of living instead of just. And, but that's what I mean in terms of like twenties, early 20s these days being more self-entitled and selfish. Yeah. We're fully aware of the fact that we can live. Like we're very aware of that fact. Like I have – I work five days a week as it is and I try and work on businesses and stuff outside of those five days – but I, I hold on to my Tuesdays to myself. Yeah. If I want to succeed quicker, I can get give up that Tuesday. Yeah. I go to the gym four days a week. Mm-hmm. Spend generally an hour and a half at the gym each of those days. Yeah. Because my other half is a dick and likes to put but four goals, exercise yep. four exercises on deadlift day. You absolute anyway moving on um nah we like him for it it's fine it just it takes a long time um yeah so if I was to do that I could cut back on the gym like it's a priorities thing the gym is important to me but the business is important to me but I need to find a balance making money is important to me because I like to not have to live paycheck to paycheck and I have things that I want to do with money in the future and blah 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 so it's like finding yes I could quit my job yeah. And live off, off Centrelink if I really wanted to. Don't really want to. Don't really want to. Yes, I could quit the gym and spend an extra six hours a week working on the business. Yeah. Don't really want to. Yeah. Vice versa. I could quit the business and put extra money into working for someone I don't want to work for. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that either. Yeah. So it's like finding the balance. And I think we're very conscious of the fact that we have power over that yeah whereas our parents who had children but like specifically our parents again this is probably an area where we don't we have a very isolated idea on it because we both in the same sense that we're both in hospitality yeah. we both have parents who had children super young so yeah. like fuck knows what people who had children in their 30s did but like people who had children super young like our parents like we didn't have to our, our hands weren't forced yeah we didn't have to 
get into jobs we hate and stay in them because we had families to support and houses to pay for and all that kind of shit, which is kind of a blessing in disguise because I fucking hate most of my jobs that I've ever yep. done. Yeah. Um, but that's where, like, I guess it changes is you just – we know that we have a little bit of control over it and we're only – we're only answering to ourselves. See, and I, I really like, I've had a little bit of a mental shift probably this week um, in regards to my current job. Like I've always been, I really want to get out of hospital, but I've acknowledged that at the moment I'm getting what I want for a reasonable amount of money. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I'm underpaid. <laughs> yeah, but in hospital could, terms, yeah. Could, could earn Getting more, what you want. Yeah, could earn more elsewhere. But I'm working the days that I want. I have consistent days off every week, which is a dream. And I'm like, if I stick this out and work on what I want to work on outside of that, it will get me to the bigger picture sooner. Well, that's it. It's not all about – and in jobs and stuff, it's not all about money. It's about, you know, there's financial wealth, but there's also the wealth in the other areas in the sense that you get to – you could be earning more money – but your life could be stipulated by someone else a lot more as well. Yeah. You've got exactly what you want. So it's probably worth sticking it out. The sacrifice financially mm-hmm. because it's benefiting you in other areas. And to an element to a degree, because I guess for new podcast listeners, um, I the job that Steph and I li- used to work together, um, I was offered a very similar position for Probably similar money when you come down to it. Mine was at a casual, not a contract, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, I was offered very similar thing, and I turned it down because I was offered more money to do less work elsewhere. However, I probably would have had the power to stipulate my days yeah. if I had stayed there. And I've considered the fact that I probably screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, right. I probably should have just taken the win. Mm-hmm. Um there maybe I don't know like you don't know because at yeah. the time I thought this job was going to end up being the bee's knees didn't I like yeah I thought this job was going to be great so and it hasn't it's worked out a lot better um than previous hospitality jobs that I've been in but now it's it's kind of shit's hitting the fan a little bit now yeah. but um yeah there was elements of that where I thought I was possibly a little bit I was looking for money versus the regulation of yeah. my life, yeah. which could have been a thing. But likewise, that job could have ended up being a shit show too, so who knows? No, but I really think it was. Let's just put them all. Um, obviously, <laughs> people still work there and they still talk and holy Jesus. Yeah. We're glad we got out. Okay, good. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Glad we got out, my dear. Uh, that makes me feel better. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I think my perceptions of where I was going to be when I was 25 were – um, unrealistic <laughs> kind of probably gave me a lot more stress in high school than were necessary yeah um but it also meant I worked hard um but yeah I think as I'm as I'm coming up on it and this episode was probably a little bit of a for us to give ourselves advice as well. I really like that I've unpacked a lot of my own thoughts in this episode. Yeah. It's been real nice. It's been real nice to kind of pep talk yourself, right? Um, And I guess that's kind of what this podcast has turned into, us giving advice while figuring it out ourselves. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I think – I don't even know. I just – like, I'm coming in on 25 hot and I'm like, I still want to do all these things. But at the same time, I'm like – 
I need to breathe. And I like I want I don't want to waste time living a life I don't want to live, but at the same time I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. To be hitting the goals because realistically, like twenty five is a quarter of your life. You're seventeen. You know, you're seventeen when you leave high school. Yeah. So that gives you what eight years to get your shit together for the rest of your life. And that is, they think like, you need I, twelve to get through high school, and then you expect to be able to do the rest of it in eight. Can I just say um, that's if you live to hundred? We're getting a bit optimistic there. Like 80, modern medicine, she'll be right. Seventy-five, eighty is kind of where it's at. Yeah, modern medicine, she'll be right. I'm living to hundred. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm at, by the time I'm 100, it'll be 2097. Fuck, man. Don't – nah. Don't put things into perspective like that. But that's what I mean. Like, right now, I'm 23 and it's 2021. Oh, shit. Fuck, it's 2021. Hey. Um, I'm 23. It's 2021. Yeah. By the time I hit 80, that's like a whole other 50 years away. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm living to 100. <laughs> so, so that's the consensus is you're going to have it figured out by 80 – no, medicine. The next medicine's gonna yeah. figure it. Medicine's gonna figure out how to get me to hundred by yeah. the time I'm eighty. I'm gonna figure the rest of the shit out, like ASAP, Rocky, because yeah. I need to figure it out so I can tell other people how to figure it out. That's the idea. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because like that's that's it. Like that's an element of like what I want to do with my life is I figured out that my main concern is I don't want people to be as fucking confused as me. Yeah. I don't want the the next generation of presenters and people entrepreneurial strong women and shit talkers and all that kind of shit to be as sitting here right now having to have this conversation with themselves having to be like no babe you're fine relax Mm -hmm. because i've spent the last five years with my bloody gut in my throat absolutely freaking out freaking out being like i don't i just don't understand how to make this happen yeah because i'm not in a career that's going to happen on its own Yep. And a lot of people aren't these days. Mm-hmm. Jobs aren't peop- – well, there you go. Maybe modern medicine, modern medicine doesn't need to figure it out because people aren't quitting their jobs anymore. Yeah, <laughs> People aren't retiring. So there's not as much room for us. Yep. Overpopulation as well. Robots taking over jobs. Like there's all these things that aren't needed anymore. So all of us in our 20s are like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm going to try to figure it out, let you guys know when I do. Maybe. No yeah. pressure. I'm not going to do it by 25. Just relax. You know, we're doing travelling the world and having kids at 40. And that's great. I mean, well, I we're not that. doing that either right now. Well, not right now, but that's that's the aim of the game, right? I'm going to be so pissed if the entirety of my early 20s is spent in Last. a no international travel yeah. situation. Yeah. Because by 20... Like, I in my head, I've got 28 is when I don't... I want to have all that done by and, like... I want to be an adult. I don't want to be an adult until then. Yeah. But by 28, I want to be an adult. Yeah, I'm probably going to go 30. But still, if the yeah. next couple of years ends up being like, there's so much time lost, and that's just going to push no. this back even further. No, there's nothing to push back. If you use the time lost now to figure these things out, you can take the time off later to do this stuff. Yeah, see, a big thing for me is the whole, like, my insides ain't going to work for our babies after 25. Yeah. So if I'm having babies now, that means I won't be able to travel after, you know? Well, yes, you Jaffeel. can. They do it all the time. Yeah, when couples, you're like, when they're no, 18. No, couples will like travel. It's not as fun, but they'll travel with their six-year-old. Nah, fuck that. Fuck that. You're I mean, I guess. what you push out of your vagina, Emily. Uh, we'll supposed s- to. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, no, but like, 
It's just I want to be, I want to be in my twenties. Yeah, by myself. Well, with other people in their twenties, not with people in single digits. Um, I'm having I'm having this shoved down my throat at the moment, and I really like it. I appreciate it, but the the concept that you're meant to be alone on your twenties and figure yourself out, and not knocking relationships or anything, but the the concept of like. If you're alone in these fundamental years of discovering who you are, then you're more prepared. Yeah. You know, and it, it takes that anxiety away of being in a relationship since you're 18 until you're 25, realising you're not happy anymore and then you've got that anxiety to leave because you don't really know who you are. Because you don't really know who you are. spend those fundamental years growing up with someone. Yeah, I think I can speak to both sides of that in the sense that I was in a relationship 18 to 21, had no idea who I was when I got out of it Mm -hmm. and then spent 21 to 23 really fucking figuring it out. Right. I Um, feel like that's the phase that I'm in right now is trying to figure it out because I spent so long Yeah, exactly. And now I'm in a position where, you know, my relationship is – is pushing me forward yeah in terms of figuring out what I want in life and figuring out who I am like I've locked the fuck out I'll give you that I've locked the fuck out in that department but he like he's pushing me forward instead of pulling me back but I've also had the time to put in the work to figure out the fact that I needed him not xyz j names yeah who were fucking me over, you know? Yep. You know? Remember those podcast episodes? Yeah, yeah, remember them. Casper, every guy guy named Jay. Um, Yeah, I'm a different person now. Um, The world has changed. Um, His name doesn't start with Jay. Mm -hmm. So So the consensus of this episode is so you don't have it together at 25. Whatever. Congratulations. Figure it out later. Congratulations. Welcome to the the rest of our lives. Um, But I am strongly one of those people that's like, if you don't know what you're doing right now and you don't know where you're going, you're not going to be able to force it upon yourself. No. That stuff will come to you with age and knowledge and experience. Like the more life experience you have, the more able-bodied you are to figure out what you want to be doing. Yeah, don't – don't I guess push what push figuring it out like obviously use tools and stuff um in terms of like you know if you're a Tony Robbins person or if you're a a personal development book person or whatever like use those tools if they're available to you but if you can't figure out what you want to do and um who you want to be and all that kind of stuff just live yep just live and get that life experience and figure out don't put pressure on yourself. Yeah, figure it out as it comes because it may not come. You know, I sit here at 23 saying this is what I want to do with my life, but at 27 I might be like, you were wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I could be so wrong. Just just ask my man. He thought he wanted to be in finance. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> and then he realised he had a personality. Um, yeah, then he realised he actually wanted to help people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not ruin their lives. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good little... Uh, little place to end that one yeah i think so um interesting um yeah i think that's a good place to end that i i don't really have anything else to say in terms of i think i just would like other people to feel okay about the fact that they don't know where the fuck they're going or what how they're going to get there and that sort of stuff and and it's kind of amazing me watching you i haven't known you for long i've known you for like Six months, seven months? Yeah, a little bit longer than that, but yeah. And your personal development 
from <laughs> I'm not even the same person <laughs> from all of the bad things that we've just been speaking about to yep. who you are now yeah. is incredible. And all don't took, say that too loudly because he'll get a big ego. <laughs> all it took was like eight months. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then like eight months of putting my ego aside, I guess. Yeah, and not going. So what if you don't use your degrees? Yeah, so exactly. what if you're still in hospitality for a little bit? I mean, that one's still a little bit under, you but, know. But but if it's doing and giving you the tools you need to go and be better and do more, then it's, that's fine. You can stay in that. For well, here's longer. an example. Hospitality right now is giving me the money to put the put to put the financial like investment into things I want to do. It is giving me the resilience to deal with dumb idiots' bullshits. Yep. <laughs> it's giving me the self-awareness that not everything is going to go my way. Yep. Um, and it's giving me the realisation that I don't want to be stuck in hospitality because yep. I work with a lot of people who probably shouldn't be there. Yeah. And if they were in, when if they were twenty three when they figured out, like, that I work with a lot of hospo people that are hospo people because the it was the safe option. Yeah. It was easy. They knew the career progression was there. They knew they could manage a venue. Blah, blah. Granted, there's definitely hospitality people out there who genuinely want to be hospitality people. And I don't understand you, but have fun. Yeah. Um, but I do see see that element of a lot of people where it's like it, they're, not, they're not passionate about it. It was the safe option. Yeah. And it's definitely educating me on the fact that I don't want to – I will put the work in to not have the safe, safe option. Yeah. Um, and I guess the only reason I, I bring those, those points up so specifically is, I guess, to help other people try and pinpoint those sorts of things in their careers as well yeah. that they don't want to be in. And their situation, it's not just careers, but like situations, like could be anything to living arrangements. This house that I live in right now, it's got its flaws, it's uninspiring, it's dark all the time, <laughs> but it costs me a lot less to live here. Yeah, I have help. 100 metres away if I need them. Yeah. Um, I don't have to worry about lots of other things that I'd have to worry about if I lived in a normal rental. And that's – it's the same concept as your job. Yeah. Trading finance for lifestyle and mm-hmm. quality of life, it's the same as here. Yep. It's trading – trading the, the thing that's going to make you super happy for – the relief of the stresses in the other area. Yeah, and a little bit more time to figure out what will make you super happy. Exactly, and a little bit more time to, like, once you get to that point, and I know myself, I will get to the point where right right now, like, I could write down my goal right now. Once I hit that goal, I'm not going to be happy with it. Yeah. It's not going to be big enough. Well, what I – it's funny you should say that. So I've got a friend, and you've met this friend in Adelaide, the financial advisor. Oh, yes. Who – makes a ridiculous amount of money for his age and his thing and he said to me a couple of times he's like you know like this is nice but I can do more Mm -hmm. and I can be more you know he's always talking about business ideas and new ventures and what he wants to do and that's really refreshing just to have that you're like you've in the eyes of a lot of people have made it you're good but you're like nah I want more yeah that's it and I guess people people like us and people like that yeah. Um. We'll never be happy. Yep. Until 
like they'll constantly be working and I think that's that's inspiring enough mm-hmm. people who you know there comes a point where you've got enough money you don't need more money you yep. can live comfortably mm-hmm. um and you know I only want enough money to be to be comfortable yep um but they, yeah, they gets to a point where it's just like it's the drive and the motivation that takes over, and I think that's super inspiring. And that's, I guess, that point alone should unhinge the whole twenty five thing. Yeah, like I don't need to be where I'm gonna be by twenty five because I'm never gonna be where I want to be. Yeah, I'm never gonna get there because if I get there, then I've changed my entire outlook on life. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to ever get there. I want to hit goals along the way yeah but I want to die being like I want I've got two sides of it I want to die being proud of what I've achieved mm-hmm. but I still want to be at that point not well I'm not going to die well, I'm going to retire still yeah. knowing that I could have pushed further yeah and that it was in me like the like an extra three reps at the gym or whatever. Like yeah, I still yeah. the the tank wasn't empty. Yeah, I still had a few more in me. I made the choice to cut it where I did mm-hmm. because I was content with that. But I still had more in me, and yeah. I pushed as far as I could until I made the choice to stop. Same. I never want to settle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was how to put it in one sentence. It's cool. It's Long-winded explanation versus the simple explanation. Just never want to settle. Never want to land a five. Never want to settle. Never want to be working for anyone else. I want to, yeah, I want a nine to five in the sense that nine to five is my pr- most productive hours. Yeah. No, actually. No, I'm more Seven like till a, three yeah, is like, like my productive. Yeah, six yeah. to two person. Yeah. Yeah, my most productive hours. I, I Well, I said to um, Mr. Big the other day that because we were trying to figure out my like a schedule for me working around my screwed up work schedule that is still going to inspire me and still going to make me feel okay yeah and I think I said to him I said I think the mornings are for my brain and the afternoons are for my body yeah that's my body wants my body does better in the afternoons Mm -hmm. and my brain does better in the mornings yeah so my gym sessions I always hit better in the afternoons like I hit my reps I hit my weights in the afternoons in the mornings is when I gravitate towards my computer. I'll start Googling random shit. I'll start yeah. learning shit I didn't think I needed to know. Yeah. So being realistic about that stuff and not trying to fit a mold. Cause I think like there's a lot of, a lot of it's push that's like you get up and you go to the gym straight away and like, yeah. that's your morning. That works for some people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for other people. Yeah. Points one way, <coughs> gestures back, gestures back the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but that's what it, that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. just because something works for you, it's not going to work for me. Mm. Just because something works for the person on Instagram with a hundred thousand followers doesn't mean it's going to work for you yeah. to get to the same level. Yeah. Just because Steve Jobs had to drop acid to do to come up with an iPhone doesn't mean you have to drop acid well, to come up with you have to like, but i can <laughs> say but i can and i will wonders. Yeah. like i'm very creative um but then certain circumstances my point being is like just because it works for someone doesn't mean it has to work for you yeah. listen to your body and listen to your brain like you yeah. you don't have to don't have to fit a mold of what anyone else is telling you. I'm telling you not to fit a mold. If you if if fitting the mold works for you, then fit the fucking mold. Yeah. Like just because I'm telling you not to fit the mold doesn't mean don't do it. Just figure your own shit out yourself and be the yeah. best 
the best for you. Now I'm getting passionate. This is very, very bad. I'm like, fucking just do the thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the thing. But what, what was you said the other day? But don't – but forgive yourself if you don't do the thing. Forgive yourself if you can't do it. Yeah. yeah. I lost a day last week to um, being not super sick but a, a sick enough to know that I needed to take rest. a rest day. Yeah. Um, and it took a lot for me – to process the fact that I didn't get anything on my to-do list done. I didn't get to the gym. Um, I have three sessions, three gym sessions scheduled every week for myself. Yeah. Um, and I got them in Thursday, Friday, Saturday last week. Mm-hmm. Like normally it's like Tuesday or normally I do four. I dropped the Pilates. I do the Pilates. That's not actually part of my training. That's just I like to have it. Yeah. Have a little roll around on the sex sex swing, if I can talk. Um, But, yeah, I dropped Pilates entirely last week and normally I'd train other days and I just left it to the end of the week because – and I forgave myself. I felt bad about it at first. Um, But then I was like, no, I needed those days. I wouldn't have survived the rest of the week if I didn't take, like, Tuesday entirely off and Wednesday off training and just did, you know, had a – quieter day than I would normally have it was like me I had a lot of stuff bubbling to the surface like two weeks ago yeah so I had Tuesday off and Tuesday was my cry day yeah like I locked myself in the house turned like uh, sunlight block out curtains ice cream chocolate rugged up air conditioner full blast on the couch in my blanket watching Peaky Blinders my housemate was at work I told him not to come home until like nighttime because I was like it is my dedicated cry day and all I did that day was sit on the couch, eat junk food and cry. This is a really big breakthrough for you. You don't usually do emotions. I don't know. But that was, I'd like, but this is this is where it's more me. I'd scheduled it in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I scheduled in a cry day, therefore it counts. I scheduled in a mental breakdown. I was like, okay, today works. No, next yeah, Tuesday so- works. I penciled it in. My mum asked a couple of days earlier, like, so how are you doing? I'm like, I'm good for now. Tuesday's my cry day. Get back to me Wednesday morning. I'll debrief you. Like yeah, that. Just, just let me go through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's called a Love Rosie moment. I've been trying to educate you on these for I a long time. That on my cry day. Yeah. Yeah. Works, right? Not really. I don't think it hits me like it hit you. But I got daddy issues. Oh, no, actually, I don't have daddy issues. I'm just like really close with my dad. I think that's why. Yeah. I, that, that, why that movie works for me. Yeah. But find your movie to Love my, Rosie. My over. movie was migrating from the couch to the pod chair on the balcony putting headphones in and listening to sad songs. Yeah, that works. I mean, it is what it is. Crying on the pod chair in the balcony. If it works, it works. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, right. Any last? I don't think so. Taking days to yourself are good. Crying is good. Stop pressuring yourself. Listen to your body and your brain. Yep. Mental health is important. Take a fucking day if you need it. Sucks for us people in casual jobs that can't take a day paid, but, like, take a day if you need it. Yep. Um, and yeah, you'll, don't force it. If life's meant to happen for you, put, obviously put the things, put the work in and put your reps in, but if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Opportunities will present themselves. You just need to allow them to present themselves. Yeah. I think in summary, in summary, 25 is not the end of your life, Stephanie. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, Still I not convinced. I don't, even, I don't even know if I want to live to 100. Like, am I a quarter? Am I halfway? I don't know. You know? We'll see how we go. I never Jesus signed up. Jesus Christ. I never signed up for any of this. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> taxes, emotional trauma, like, nah, man. Uh, well, in summary, we didn't break through to her, but I hope I broke, th- <laughs> hope I broke through to some of you guys. Yes. Maybe, I don't know. I broke through to my, well, I'm breaking through to myself on a daily basis. Excellent. I'm learning. I'm learning. No, we will see you all next week for a definitely more raunchy interesting uh, we're gonna talk about the sexy time yeah, sex capade episode less heartfelt more other felt yeah we're bringing back sex guys like yeah. come on we've we've we dropped some pretty heavy ones on you early on with the kink classes and then we haven't even touched on the topic for weeks yeah we're like well it's been a hot minute and i'm finally getting over by getting under so ah, finally like well i mean well now i've, rever- too, I've reverted so. back to like cute romantic sex but it's fine like we're, we're, we're doing i'm sure what i do is cute and romantic as well maybe i mean i mean sometimes maybe to hannibal lecter but yeah. like not to anyone else <laughs> hitler called it. he wants his kinks that's, back that's what makes it special it's like a special kind of love and affection <laughs> you know anyway um anyway. yeah so make sure you tune into next week's episode because yeah. we're going to talk about sex and that's the first time we have clickbaited an episode so it's us about it but i'm really excited all right we'll see you next time bye, bye. Cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy, and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past? <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, we've got the breakfast and 12 more of them. There's no But sometimes I put like an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but seriously? <laughs>